On today's episode, we discuss the concussion injury to Miami Dolphins quarterback Tuo Tagovailoa, and we make our predictions for NFL Sunday Week 4. This and much, much more time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. Welcome to the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically. Nothing is out of bounds and every subject is fair game. Well, a terrible sight during Thursday night football. And we'll tell you what we are rooting for during NFL Sunday week four. But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Let's get off the sideline and into the game. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? A uh, lot of a lot of sports, a lot of things going on. Thanks everybody for for joining us for sideline the agenda. Um, we do definitely appreciate you and uh, your listenership. Uh, the other night, of course, Aaron Judge uh, finally finally uh, matching Roger Maris's record of sixty one home runs. Um, big deal in Toronto. Uh, that was uh, of course uh, that that that. Uh, landmark uh, monkey off his back, so to speak, because there was quite some time, um, some time as far as the media is concerned, and uh, I suppose our, our modern-day attitudes of not having something immediate happen in the moment. Uh, you know, some time had taken uh, place before uh, uh, he was able, while he sat at 60 and was able to get to that 61, uh, but finally did it. No fan caught the ball. Uh, the game was in Toronto, so... Um, Perhaps somebody needs to uh, teach them Canadians how to catch a baseball. Uh, but, uh, of course, it <laughs> lipped over the right field, or excuse me, left field fence, um, just shy of the bleachers. I think, I suppose, if you really stretched, you could have got it. I mean, everybody up front had gloves, so maybe I'm being too harsh on the Canadians, but I, I feel like somebody with, with some decent skill could have made that work. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Does he, does he do it? What, what happens next? I think he absolutely does it. Uh, there's there's definitely enough time left, but yeah, one of those fans. I mean, you die for the ball. That's like a million dollars right there. You gotta die for that ball. I mean, it was a pretty long drop down into that bullpen. I but. know, but you know, it's, it's just a broken leg. You know, maybe maybe yeah. two. A million the most. dollars make you feel a little yeah, better. It would, it would it would definitely help you heal. No, <laughs> so I I got it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I gotta admit, it was a, almost a kind of a, a strange moment for for me when I saw it because it was like I got very nostalgic when they were saying that you know this is the American League record and it's been the record for 61 years staying on that 61 theme and it kind of made me really angry back in 1961 McGuire and Sosa and Bonds and and kind of how they tarnished that sacred home run record that was this standing for so long and these guys it's no coincidence that this record was standing for so long and then three guys come along and break it multiple times in the matter of you know five years so the the performance enhancing drugs definitely plays a major role and i know if you listen to our earlier episodes i was kind of defending bonds so it's uh it's it's hard to say in that moment i got angry and i was really happy for judge and i was i felt for the Maris family and how they must have felt watching those other guys break the records and then all the information come out later and how it kind of tarnished what Ruth did and what Maris did and how long those records lasted for 61 years. That's a long time. Yeah. A lot of ball players came and went and uh, that's like, I mean, way longer than any of us have been alive you know, almost as old as our parents. So it's just very impressive to, to have a guy go out there, hit 61. It's it's fitting that it's a Yankee. You know, they've all been Yankees, Ruth and Maris and now Judge. Um, so it was. I kind of was surprised at the feelings that I was getting after everything that I've been saying. And uh, I'm not going back on what I said before because still, I mean, the performance we saw from Bonds and those other guys have, have been you know, they were incredible and I'll never forget them. 
and Bonds was the best player I ever saw during that time span. But the 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 cleanness that Judge is uh, supposedly under, you know, because you never know what will come out in the future. But I think we all can can bet safely that he's clean, um, and and to do it the right way, it just felt so much better. Um, and I got that nostalgic feeling and, and, uh, that same time anger. So it was strange. So I, I hope he, I kind of hope he breaks it. I mean, at the same time to tie it would, would still be kind of cool. Uh, but I think there's enough time for him to, to go out there and break it. And I, I would expect that he does. I agree with you, Chris. I thought that was one, one kind of awkward moment because, you know, watching, uh, you know, the home run race growing up, I mean, that, that was something special because I mean, there was so many great hitters in the league at that time. There's some, you know, today as well. But um, but then actually watching, you know, this take place with Judge and having, you know, Roger Maris Jr. there and then Judge's mom sitting kind of next to each other, like obviously orchestrated that. And obviously it was it's kind of a cool little moment to kind of witness. But, you know, 61 years ago and he hits 61 like that, that was it just seemed like you can't you can't make this up. Like the yeah. script was written perfectly. Um, I kind of hope that, you know, I think judge will do it. I think he'll do it against Oilers Friday night <laughs> at home in New York. Uh, so it the should who? be, it should be fun to watch the, the Orioles. I think. <laughs> Orioles. Oh, okay. I know I was, I was like, picturing Warren nice. moon up there with the Houston Oilers. <laughs> Orioles. <though. laughs> Orioles. I mean, he will hold the American oh, yeah. league. If he does break it, he will hold the American league that's, home run record. And also of course the record for uh, the New York Yankees themselves, which of course would be very poetic. And I agree with the sentiment. I saw a tweet go out where it was like, damn you. And it had a photo of Barry Bonds, uh, Sammy Sosa, <laughs> yeah. and Mark McGuire on it. And uh, uh, was kind of hit with uh, a, a similar sentiment that Chris uh, sub- you know, just described. But at the same time, uh, enough reflection to realize that we all contributed to that. We all embraced yeah. uh, the PEDs. We all turned the uh, naive blind eye to the big massive forearms and bulging right. necks and shoulders and heads the size of watermelons. We all knew what was going on. We all knew that something was being enhanced. We all knew something, this was not natural. And we all went along with it because it all swooped us up together. It all uh, uh, excited us, captured our imagination. And it was a special time. Nobody was going, wait a minute, this is bad. At least I don't remember anybody saying this is bad. This should not be happening. We should not be supporting this. These guys are clearly using PEDs. This is unfair. We should not be celebrating it. It should not be, you know, on every single major broadcast. Like, you know what I mean? But but we are all caught up in the moment. And that was a moment in itself. Um, and like oh, we discussed yeah. last time, you know, even in, with uh, specifically to Barry Bonds or even, you know, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, you still had to hit the ball. You still were batting against players, batters, or excuse me, pitchers that were uh, on PEDs themselves, um, yep. uh, you know, assu- assumably, you know, uh, well, we know that there was a lot of them um, during that that period. So, uh, you know, how does it all equal out? I, I think that... Um, I agree if everybody, if, if, if humans could just be patient, if humans could just uh, let things happen naturally, it would have been a far better moment. Uh, the poetic aspect of 61 years later, uh, uh, Aaron Judge, who seemingly is this clean individual hitting 60, 61, matching that Roger Maris mark, um, and then hopefully in a handful of days uh, from now, uh, uh, surpassing that mark uh, as a Yankee, only three Yankees hitting, you know, uh, 60 plus. That's that's pretty amazing. Um, if if uh, if you know we we weren't such a flawed, <laughs> yeah, a, a flawed. Yeah, beam. no, it's, it it makes for a perfect story. Yeah, if you you know, and there's like, a lot of that, like that playing tonight. You know, in Thursday night football, we can get to that in a little bit, and maybe we should just get into that a little bit right now. Um, and, and talk about Thursday night. Of course, uh, Thursday night football, it was uh, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, at home taking on the Miami Dolphins, the uh, f- undefeated Miami Dolphins. Of course, that is not the case anymore. Um, the Miami Dolphins lost to the Cincinnati Bengals 27-15, but that's not the big story. The big story is that Tuo Tagovailoa was injured in the second quarter um, slammed down on his head, uh, was obviously concussed, 
obviously had trauma um, and uh, had to be literally carted off to the field, taken to the hospital. Apparently, the word is, is that he's able to travel back with, his, with the team, um, was released from the hospital. But nonetheless, this is going to spark the controversy. This is going to spark the outrage with not only uh, the, the, the Miami Dolphins coaching staff, but with NFL in general. Uh, I know that uh, the investigation has be, been rekindled by the Players Association. This is going to be uh, the big debate and focus uh, this week in the NFL for sure in regards to player safety. Did the NFL turn a blind eye? Should they have sat Tua? Tua was obviously injured. We talked about this. He was obviously injured during the Buffalo Bills game, though the story was that it was a lower back injury. It had nothing to do with his with his head. It had nothing to do with the head injury. I mean, he clearly fell back, snapped back, hit his head on the on the on the field. Um and then then stumbled after he got up. But the story was that it was a lower back injury and that's, you know, what we've been told and like I we said last time that was their story and the, the Miami Dolphins are seemingly, you know, sticking to it. But was there not also a somewhat of an agenda or a narrative at hand, you know? Uh, not only does this raise questions about the concussion protocol and its effectiveness, or if effective at all, and and not to mention the fact that you're having on staff uh, uh, physicians are the ones making the call. Isn't that counterintuitive? Aren't you going to always inevitably have uh, a team physician, uh, uh, you know, lean towards the favor of the team? Um, but also... Uh, you know, the, the NFL itself seemed to be caught up in this narrative of like having an undefeated Miami Dolphins team at 4-0, they were attracted by that. Having a quarterback of color on the rise, uh, easily, handfully making a case for, for being the MVP, you know, it sh should the should the Dolphins have won tonight with, with Tua, they're attracted to that. They're attracted to the idea of having an undefeated rookie quarterback, or excuse me, rookie, rookie head coach that is a person of color as well. And in, in the NFL, they had stars in their eyes and wanted that to be the script. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, that desire for that to be the script was uh, at the cost of uh, Tua's health and, and safety. Yeah, this is a giant cluster uh, already. Um, I think that uh, it, it's definitely a tough situation. You don't want to see anyone go down like that. And it's obviously one of those like boxer style knockouts where they start, you know, fidgeting down there. Like, yeah, they were saying squirrel uh, that got the, ran over or something. The, the uh, term so. that was floating around Twitter was fencing. Apparently that's a, uh, a neurological. Yeah. Term. Yeah, so I, I think anyone that was that saw the footage from the Bills game knows that that's not something that usually happens with a back or an angel ankle injury. Uh, the way he was kind of wobbly like that, that's almost always something to do with the head. Um, but at the same time, I am seeing the NFL, and they're it's 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 a tough one. It's it's like they're growing in their control of over the player to where even now they're going to control their decisions to be out on the field whether they think they can be out there or not Tua obviously thought he could be out there otherwise he wouldn't have gone out there the team thought he did the doctors thought he did so and if, and if nothing ever happened are, to him we wouldn't even be talking about it, this it, exactly i think they're the ones that ultimately make the decision and they have to live with the consequences. You know, this whole thing where we need a higher entity to control your medical decisions is something that I don't like and I want to push back against. And if you make a dumb decision to go out there and you're risking it, you know the risks. And if it comes back and bites you, it's your own fault. It's not now that you need to give up your own medical decision making to somebody else. You can have oversight, sure, but these guys are getting really well compensated to go out there. Now, was there extra pressure to try and get to that 4-0? I think definitely. The Dolphins saw that 4-0, and, and they were going to do anything they could do to get there. And, 
you could say maybe they're trying to take advantage of Tua's competitiveness, but he's a grown man. He's making tons of money. He doesn't have to go out there and play. He can say no. He can say, yeah, I got jarred pretty good. You know, this is too quick of a turnaround. I think I need to sit this one out. Uh, but no, he didn't. He went out there. He played. He got interviewed by all those those media personnel the days before, the day of. He said he was fine. All of them that interviewed him thought that he was fine because, you know, they all were looking for it, too, because that was still the underlying story. So I, I don't like the, the knee-jerk reaction of the the Players Association's Association saying that, oh, we're going to come after you. You know, we need to have more control, more oversight. I, I don't like anytime that someone else gets more control and more power. It's generally not a good thing. I think people need to be able to make their own decisions. And then if they make bad decisions, you know, they got to live with it. it. It is part of the game. And, you know, maybe he legitimately did just have a lower back and an ankle thing. And this was just a, a coincidence. Guys get concussions all the time. So it's, it's an ugly situation either way. Um, but I, I don't like the, the obvious reaction you're going to get from the media saying, what were you guys doing? You guys were wrong in the first place. You should have never been out there, blah, blah, blah. As if you guys were there in the room, as if you guys are the doctors, it's, uh, it's, it's ugly. And I think the NFL is going to come after the dolphins and mount their head on the wall for this. Um, and I just, I just feel like people need to be able to make their own decisions. And if they make bad ones, they got to live with it. You know, these are these are grown men out there and professionals, and this is an ugly sport where injuries happen. I agree with you, Chris. This is a violent sport. You know, this is a contact sport. You know, this is something that actually comes with the territory, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, collisions, headshots, head drama. I mean, this is all kind of part of the same. You know, it's part of the same industry. You know, you can't go out there and expect to be a boxer and not get punched. Um, same sort of thing. I actually, um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy we're talking about this. I think we should sideline the agenda when NFL wanted to step forth and, and you know, prohibit Tua from getting getting on the field. Um, I actually think that we should applaud um, this narrative in a sense where they, um, even though they speculated at first, um, they still allowed him to go out there and they still allowed him to compete. Obviously, um, you know, things happen maybe as a coincidence or maybe this was a a red flag, which the NFL will probably start, you know, building a wave and riding this wave to where they're coming after teams and they're they're making sure that the teams are, you know, ext- you know passing extrinsic tests and stuff for the players. Um, this might be something where they obviously take advantage of it to gain uh, to obtain more control. Um, <clears throat> but either way, I mean, this is a contact sport. They obviously get paid a lot of money. They're professionals um, and. We don't want to see Miami Dolphins break their um, undefeated streak with putting in a second string like they did tonight, obviously. And I mean, Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he's, he's he's pretty decent, you know, but he's not he, he hasn't he's not putting up the numbers Tua was. And so obviously that showed um, obviously, you know, even just from the receiver core, you're looking at Tyreek Hill was was pretty much was a one man squad out there, pretty much catching all the balls at 160 yards, 10 receptions. You know, Jalen Waddle, we, we praised him last week, right? He, we, he was one of the, the top receivers of the week, and, you know, he, he threw up a goose egg there. It's 30, or not a goose egg, but 39 yards, only two receptions. So um, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have the rapport to go after his playmakers, and that that's what showed. Um, obviously, I just want to, you know, input as well. I think the defense kind of got exposed as well. So um, not only did Tua get exposed, but I think Miami's defense got exposed. I don't think they're as elite as everyone was, you know, leading them to to be. And I think that the Bengals that look like the zebras out there look like a bunch of little skunks <laughs> running around. I don't understand <laughs> the helmet color, but uh, I think Eli Apple got, you know, was eating his words when he let Tyreek Hill, you know, receive 160 yards on him. I, I thought that was great, but the Bengals didn't look they didn't look impressive at all. No, I don't. I don't. I think actually the Dolphins controlled that game, especially with their front. The Bengals couldn't run for anything. Um, but yeah, to Kevin's point, once Tua was out, I mean the, the Dolphins did go down, score a touchdown, but after that they didn't really do much, and Bengals were kind of able to just chip away some field goals, and then they got that late touchdown when they finally were able to get some deep passes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I can't say I didn't predict it because I did. I didn't know Tua was going to go out, but I did say the Bengals were going to pull this one out. There's going to be an ugly game. There's going to be some some turnovers, and that's what happened. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you made my point, Kevin, when you said that nobody wanted to see t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater go out and lose the game for the Miami yeah. Dolphins. And that's exactly what I'm saying in regards to the NFL potentially dropping the yeah. ball in relationship to player safety. I agree with you, Chris. I, I, I don't want to be handing over the power of the ability of of uh, uh, the NFL or even the Players Association being able to step in and to tell a player no. But at the same time, we realize that the players don't have the ability to, with the pressures at hand, especially from their their employee employer, uh, you know, um, they, they don't necessarily make the, the best sound decisions for their own uh, personal safety. And of course, we do know that there is a culture, rightly so, of, of, you know, I'm good. Let me get back out there. That's what you want. Everybody should be that yeah. way. And so you, we, there needs to be a system in line that protects the player, the athlete from themselves. I don't think that that needs to be a controlling uh, entity uh, like, say, the Players Association or the NFL, maybe potentially a third-party um, uh, association. Uh, but to me, the clear that was clearly what was at hand here, that the NFL wanted to at a play. Um, yeah. That, that even the Players Association, they could have thrown a bigger fuss about this. They wanted Tua to play. They, they wanted Tua to win. They wanted that... Uh, momentum for for Tua and the brand because it's a good look, you know, and 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 everybody's, you know, Tua is a very likable guy, uh, you know. The Miami, Miami Dolphins could be that team to capture the imagination of 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 the country, you know, uh, and be that unforeseen um, uh, wild card that uh, you know came from nowhere and, and and potentially has makes a you know Super Bowl bid. I mean, it was even NBC uh, uh, their uh, Sunday Night Football power ranking. They had Miami. Miami Dolphins ranked number one. Like yeah. that's that's an agenda in itself too, right? Like there's nobody in their sane mind thinks that from a power ranking standpoint. Granted, they were three and zero, and so was the Philadelphia Eagles, who was you know coincidentally ranked right behind them at number two. You know that that is almost wishful thinking as as far as anybody who you know follows football knows football knows that yes, the Miami Dolphins are a good squad, especially with two as quarterback, but they're, they're they're not the the top squad at least not yet. Uh, I mean. No. Even Sam Darnold was three and zero last year, right? So, so we still needed to see everything play out. But that, all that said, I think that that everybody contributed to what happened tonight. I think that unfortunately, the media is always has the convenience of just being a Monday morning quarterback or a Friday morning quarterback in this uh, situation, and you know said you know he should have never played. You know uh, why didn't they keep him on the sideline? You know this is ridiculous. And then of course this was what happens. But he could have thrown five touchdowns tonight and and you know for four hundred yards and everybody would have been saying, dude, Tua is the undeniable MVP along or potential uh, MVP along. With with uh, Lamar Jackson. It's going to be so great to see those guys go at it for the rest of the season. Like they would have never even mentioned previous Sunday against Buffalo. And so that's why I'm saying is that like everybody has kind of collectively contributed to what happened, happened tonight. There, there is a better way. I don't know that. I don't think the players association has it. I don't know that, that, that we know what that better way is yet, but there has to be some kind of uh, uh, entity that curbs the uh, competitiveness of the individual wanting to get back out there, wanting to put their body on the on the line, and say, no, 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 wait a minute, you you actually probably really should sit this one out. Um, and you know what? For what it's worth, like even Mike McDaniel, like if again, if Tua said he was okay, you got to go by with what he's saying. If the physicians are saying he he looks good, I understand that it's it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. But you know. Seeing what he looked like after he popped up off that hit uh, against the Buffalo Bills, you know, and and his knees literally giving out, you know, underneath him. Of course, he was saying it was a lower back injury. So you got to go with that. But I think in hindsight, we all go, damn, that was uh, that that was it. He probably should have uh, been taken out. And and like we said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, the Dolphins would have been okay. But now who knows how long it's going to take to it to return. but yes, going back to the game itself, you know, uh, uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals had their uh, Siegfried and Roy, Roy uh, uniform <laughs> and a helmet combo, their snow leopard look, um, which was uh, kind of kind of ridiculous. And and uh, the Miami Dolphins, they just seemed like they they lost all physicality after uh, Tua being hurt, and um, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, 
kept their physicality, I thought, throughout the game. But uh, kind of a collective meh. I wasn't impressed by the Bengals, um, and the Dolphins looked no. like how I thought the Dolphins would look. <laughs> yeah, and to your point with everyone wanting the Dolphins to get out there and get the win, if, if they were overly cautious and Tua did sit this one out, and they went out and lost. Everyone would be whining and bitching, yeah, but there yep. was no Tua. Yeah, but there was no Tua. So yeah, the, the NFL and the agenda is always to try and promote itself. And whoever's hot at that time, they're going to try and promote them and, uh, and prop them up. And you know they're going to use this as hopefully just a learning experience, and they can just move on. But you know that's not going to be the thing. They, they want to nanny state it and, and crack down on it and and you know make examples out of people and, and yeah. just mama keep, nfl is gonna yeah, make it all better. wagging <laughs> wagging their finger at you and tell you that we need to have all the power to take care of you from yourself that's protect right you we've been hearing a lot of that these last few years so yeah big, it's just it's just annoying yeah big mama nfl and uh, uh along with uh <laughs> big mama espn they're they're all gonna kiss the boo-boo and make it all better but but yeah. first they're gonna scold us first with that finger wag and tell us what terrible people we are. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, but first, uh, we'd like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead, give us a five-star review and uh, tell your friends about the show, would you? Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. All right, well, we are going to look to this Sunday, NFL Week 4. Lots of fun and so much more. A lot of games coming up, a lot of matches. Um, and, uh, you know, th- there's a, there's plenty to get excited about. And there's a lot of duds, too. Not going to lie. But let's go ahead and for- start with the first game of uh, the day, which will be uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time, um, all the way in merry old London at the Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium. London, eh? Cheerio, exactly. The Minnesota Vikings are going to take on the New Orleans Saints in merry old England for the great good of the world. Uh, the Queen, may God rest her soul, the King. Long live the King. And, of course, <laughs> world peace as uh, the NFL football takes its brand global. Top of the morning, do ya? <laughs> I guess it's still within the United Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. I love it. Um, well, uh, the Saints, you know, uh, it's uh, you got Jameis Winston, who's 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 he's got like a broken back, man. Like he's he, and, he, and yeah. he's turning the ball over. Uh, you got the Vikings, who have not yet to really establish any kind of form of offensive rhythm. Um, of course, they have their new coach, Kevin O'Connell. Jefferson is seemingly completely MIA, you know, who's, who, who used to be a big uh, draft king uh, poll or, uh, uh, excuse me, a, a fantasy player poll. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you got Dalvin Cook for, for, for the Minnesota Vikings. So, and he's still the man. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of thinking that uh, the Vikings are going to win this one. Yeah. I would agree with you. Um, the Vikings are uh, the favored. Um, and the Saints just have, they just have too many injuries. You know, they Jarvis do. Landry's, yeah, he's he's coming in the week questionable, probably won't play. Um, then Kamara also another one playmaker, very questionable, probably won't play. Uh, even the quarterback, uh, the backup Taysom Hill, um, he's questionable, he probably won't play. So I I would agree with you, Scott. I'm I'm taking the Vikings on this one. Yeah, the Saints, their offense is just it's not the same without Sean Payton there. I think if they if they had him as a coach still, their offense would be a lot better. Yeah, they're very banged up, but I I did pick the Saints to be a wild card team this year, so I'm I'm gonna lean uh, towards their way. They've had a couple Dear ugly God. ugly games in a row. I think they'll they'll have a better game this time because I think the the jig is up with with the Vikings and and Jefferson. You just shut out Jefferson, and and what are they gonna do? They don't really have much else, and the Saints' run defense is pretty good, so. Uh, it'll probably come down to a costly turnover here or there, but I'm I'm just gonna lean more on the Saints this time. It's gonna last t- minute field goal. Yeah, you know, it's gonna come down to a corner kick. <laughs> Who throws the most in, picks? In Tottenham, in Tottenham at the Hotspurs Stadium. It's gonna come to a to a, a, a what do they call the. Uh, the- they're, Damn, they're gonna bring out the, called? They're the, bring out the rugby ball the and make it a rugby shit. match. How about that? 
penalty kick. <laughs> a penalty kick. Thank you. Jeez. Um, yeah, well, I think you're trying to speak truth to power, Chris, quite frankly, when it comes to the, the, the New Orleans Saints. But, uh, hey, man, you do you. Let's move to uh, Detroit, where the Detroit Lions are going to take on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are plus four on this puppy. Uh, the Lions have, uh, they, they seem to be better than their, you know, one and two record would suggest. And, well, the, you know, the Seahawks, they, they, they seem to be exactly right where they should be. So, uh, I don't know. Any thoughts in regards to this matchup? Oh, where is this game? This is in Detroit. I'm going Lions. I think they'll, they'll pull one out finally. They've been in these games. They've had leads, and they've blown it at the end. I, I think they'll, they'll hang on to this one. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm going Lions on this one. They're playing home. I think Jared Goff is he's a decent quarterback. You know, I see him, you know, outperforming Geno Smith. Uh, Gino, yeah. do you, did you hear of Gino? Gino? No, I don't hear of Gino. <laughs> did Gino? Did Gino? Did Gino, the quarterback of the Seattle? No, I don't. Gino, no, Gino. <laughs> Gino, Gino. A penny for your thoughts. Do you know about Gino? Hell no, I don't know no Gino. You mean Gino Smith? Paging Mr. Smith. Gino. Rashad Penny, he would have to have a big game. The running game is going to have to pick up and because I just don't think Gino is going to you know, compete with Jared Goff in the in the in the air. So, and I just don't see it happening. So, I, I'm picking the the, uh, the Lions. The Lions sounds good. I'm with the Lions too. So, I think we're kind of unanimous in that decision. Um, so wonderful. Let's move to Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be taking on the New York Jets. Uh, Jets plus three on this one so far. The season premiere of rookie quarterback Zach Wilson. We're going to see him fly high for the Jets. Uh, the Steelers' offense is, uh, you know, pretty much mediocre under uh, Mitch Trubinsky, and uh, the Jets—they've held a lead for 22 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's what do you impressive. think? Will you, will this continue? I mean, th this is—you uh, uh, know—I'm going to go with the home team on this one personally uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, Pittsburgh for sure. I—I I, I mean, even though Mitch Trubinsky is just that middling quarterback I they get home they play well enough to to uh control the game and I don't think their rookie or he's what second year quarterback now his first game back is going to go yeah. in there and, and and pull out a W on that so I'm, I'm definitely going Steelers but I don't think it'll be like a really high scoring game so uh probably low 20s to high teens somewhere in there um but I, I, would, I would definitely go Steelers yeah I I agree I'm taking the hometown on this one um, I, you know, I'm happy for what's his face, Wilson or whatever his name is. Um, happy for him. Don't think it's going to do much. The Jets suck. You guys stink. You guys stink <laughs> for a long time. Your coach stinks. Everyone about your franchise stinks. <laughs> so I'm picking the Steelers because you guys stink. I think all, all, all Mitch Trubisky really needs to do is get himself at the school of Jacoby Brissett, uh, quarterbacking or, uh, yeah. Cooper Rush quarterbacking. Just stop trying to go for any kind of highlight reel whatsoever. Just right. just little five and outs, man. March down the field. Get the job done. Get That's your right. W and go home. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Well, moving on uh, to New York. Uh, the New York Giants will host the Chicago Bears. Chicago plus 2.5 points. The Bears, they have won two games without uh, really testing Justin Fields at all. Uh, Field has only thrown 45 passes. Uh, week three, the Bears had their most rushing yards in a single game since 1984 with 281 yards. And that was even despite a Montgomery injury, which, of course, I remember because I had him picked for my uh, DraftKings. <laughs> Anyways, the Giants, they have a short week after that uh, tough home loss to the Dallas uh, Cowboys Monday night. And, of course, uh, they've, they've got a lot of injuries, especially uh, Sterling Shepard uh, hurt with a torn ACL. I don't know. Ooh. What do you think? Can Chicago pull off the upset in New oh, York? Man. I, I think they can, especially with the Giants' offensive line being so bad, and now you lose another weapon. Um I mean, unless Barkley's going to have a, a huge day, Chicago definitely can go in there and win. Yeah, it's just tough betting on on fields to go in there and, and do much because the Giants' defense, you know, it did look okay. Granted that 
it was a backup quarterback in there with the Cowboys. You know, they hung in that game for a while, so the home crowd might make a difference. It, I, I just got instinct. I would, I would lean more t- towards Chicago on this one. Like you said, short week. They lost a weapon. Uh, Daniel Jones just running for his life out there. He can't get any time. So, I would lean more on the the Bears with this one. Cool. I'm picking the Giants, guys. I'm going straight with Daniel Jones. I think he's going to lead us to another victory. Um, I think the Bears are kind of boring. Uh, they put me to sleep, and especially because it is in New York. Um, I'm going to go for, yeah, the Giants. Sa- uh, Saquon-, Saquon Barkley. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Saquon. Yeah. That, let's let's have a game. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. One. You know, and, and uh, they, they, the, the Dallas Cowboys did have a pretty good run. Uh, uh, Elliot and also uh, uh, Pollard did a very good job against the Giants, so I imagine that that will be the same uh, since uh, Bears are still uh, pretty rush heavy. But the good news is that Daniel Jones, Davy Jones, and <laughs> Davy Jones Locker, <laughs> Daniel Jones done a good job uh, throwing the ball to a lot of his unknown wide receivers. They, they've actually been the the higher producers. Um, then, uh, you know, Shepard and, um, some of, uh, though Shepard had to have that one big week two game, um, Galladay has been, uh, MIA, you know, so, uh, I think that, I think they'll, I think they'll pull it out. I'm with you, Kevin. I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Giants myself. Okay. So let's move on to, uh, this, uh, AFC South division rival game between the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Indianapolis is favored th- uh, three and a half. Uh, Matt Ryan rallied the Colts, as we very well know, to their first win of the season in a comeback victory over the Chiefs. Do they carry that momentum at home again against the incoming Tennessee Titans? No. Uh, Titans. <laughs> uh, Colts were lucky, very lucky to win that game. Uh no, the Titans, I think, found a little something uh, last week. They, they found their run game a little bit. Their, their pass game was was mainly in the first half. You know, they, they went up 21-0, or they scored 21 in the first half. Second half, they didn't do much, but they kind of didn't have to. They just kind of had to hang on, use clock. So I, I think that they found a little something, and, and they'll continue it against the Colts. I think that the Titans will pull it out. I think this one's a very close matchup. I think they match up very nicely. Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, you know, who's going to who's gonna outdo each other? Um, you also have, you know, Robert Woods and, and, and Mike Pittman Jr., you know, who's, those are roughly fairly even. Um, and then Tannehill and Matt Ryan, they're, they're fairly even. I mean, they're so unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, it should be close. Whoever throws the most interceptions is going to lose the game. Yeah. And you got uh, the Tennessee Titans uh, plus three and a half, man. Dude, I'm, I'm betting that. I'm taking that. Uh, for I'm, sure. I'm going with the Titans, too. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to Houston. Uh, the Houston Texans host the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Charger spread is negative. Chargers negative five. Uh, but they're banged up. Uh, Justin Herbert is uh, obviously playing hurt with his rib injury. Joey Bosa is uh, out on IR. He has received uh, uh, surgery for torn groin. Um, and uh, they were blown out by the Jaguars last week, uh, the Chargers. And the winless Texans have been outscored a combined 30-0 to zero in the fourth quarter this season. So th- this should be just an amazing game, right? <laughs> I, I'm anticipating a, 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 a rally uh, from the Chargers, uh, uh, a little uh, take, take, take a, bo- a bunch of their uh, you know, angst that they, uh, you know, gathered from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and take it out on the uh, Houston Texans. And I expect them to uh, win this game handsomely. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I think they kind of get back on their horse and, and put up a lot of points. Uh, Herbert's going to throw the ball all around and um, Houston. Yeah. You know, they're just going to be one of those teams that might only win a couple games if, if any this season. Uh, so I would for sure expect the Chargers to go in there after dropping a couple games. They really need this game uh, to stay uh, close in that division. So they need this one. Houston is just, you know, they're going to win if they can, but the Chargers need this. So I, I would expect them to get a big victory. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, the Chargers are going to take this one, guys. But my prediction is going to be a little weird. Herbert, he's not going to throw it. It's going to be an Austin Eckler game. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. had any touchdowns yet this whole year. So I think, you know, we're going to see Austin Eckler with probably 
you know, two or three touchdowns and probably over 100 yards of, of rushing and you know, get them back in the um, the league leaders as far as, you know, rushing, you know, uh, conversation. But, yeah, I, I'm picking the Chargers. And Chargers minus five. Yeah, that fi- would be smart. Yeah, Chargers. That, that would be smart, yeah. Chargers minus five, I'm, I'm, I think I'm taking that too for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's move on um, to uh, who do I want to talk about next? Let's talk about uh, Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons are going to host the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has been, uh, you know, clean and consistent, uh, you know, and they've, they've got a great running game uh, over in Cleveland with uh, Nick Chubb, uh, who creates, you know, just just a, a lot of yardage with his legs. Uh, like we said last week, he carries the not only the ball, but uh, linebackers, um, you know, and, and Atlanta has kind of seemingly had a had a little bit of a, a, a luck streak in the sense that they've been in games more and longer than probably they should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Cleveland Browns negative one minus one. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still uh, I, I feel completely confident in taking the Browns in this one personally, even though the game is in Atlanta. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I I think based on the game they played last week, where they can pound the ball, control the clock. If Brissett can, you know, maybe keep keep the the game down to one turnover hopefully none they should control this game i agree the browns got the best running um offense in the whole league you know that that duo kareem hunt and nick chubb yeah. oh god that's deadly i think uh once they get uh uh watson you know for the qb position this is going to be a pretty stellar yeah. team and there a lot of teams are gonna have to look out for them because they might be a sleeper but right now um Brissett can carry the load and they'll pull out this victory well, how about them Cowboys? Washington Commanders will travel to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush, he is 2-0, filling in for Dak Prescott this season. Carson Wentz, he's going to try to uh, rebound after being sacked eight times by the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Uh, and Dallas's front four uh, brought that pressure to Daniel Jones, a uh, uh, New York Giants quarterback, uh, and then sacked him five times at Monday night. And uh, they'll look to, of course, repeat that effort against uh Carson Wentz uh in Dallas. Um this is uh this is going to be a good game. I'm 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 you know, I'm I'm sticking with my man Cooper Rush here. Uh uh I I highly advise that they stick with the blues even though they're going to wear the whites cuz it's home. Um but uh I I foresee a a, a Dallas victory here. Yeah, I, I agree. They're going to stick to the same script as last game. Get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And uh, run the ball, run the ball, and Rush is going to go to three and zero. I don't know if I agree. Mm. I'm I'm picking the underdog here, guys. I think uh, I think Wentz is going to go in there and pull up an upset. We've hey guys and everyone in the audience, whoever we talked about the white jerseys. This is a thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> The Cowboys are coming out and they're playing weak, right? They're not going to be the same team we saw last week, and I'm I'm going with Wentz. I think the Commanders are going to come in there and surprise everyone. Commanders plus three and a half. Chris, you you taking that or uh, you you still going with sticking with Dallas? I think I'm sticking with Dallas personally. You think they'll? Uh, I I'd, I'd still stick with Dallas. Clear the spread. All right, all right. Well, let's move to Philadelphia. The the only only undefeated team left in the NFL. Of course, those uh, Philadelphia Eagles, the Jacksonville Jaguars will travel to Philadelphia. Uh, This will be a reunion game against former head coach Doug Peterson, uh, who uh, led the franchise uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, formerly led them to their only Super Bowl title. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are rolling. I think that's undeniable. A.J. Brown, he's the fourth in uh, yards receiving with 309 yards, and uh, they dominated Carson Wentz last week, as I just mentioned, with those eight sacks. And Jacksonville, they stuck it to the Los Angeles Chargers last week. So I don't know. It, or, or, this should be a good – are you confident now to to uh, uh, put your money, so to speak, towards the Jacksonville Jaguars? They are plus six and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles, or – uh, do you uh, just believe in in the uh, the, the strong um, appearance uh, and play of the Philadelphia Eagles? I think, as far as just a straight up win loss is concerned, Philadelphia should handle this game. Uh, the six and a half spread makes me a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, the the spread is a it's a little big to where I would be afraid to bet Eagles on that because Jacksonville has been looking pretty good these last few games. Um, 
I don't know, maybe last week was, I wouldn't call it a fluke, but I wouldn't expect Jacksonville to go out there and, and have the same type of game again. So I would I would go with Philly, but with six and a half, that, that, that's a tough one. I think it'll be pretty close. I'm going Philly. Yeah, that defense is real, and I think Hurts looks great. Or Hurts looks great. Um, there should be no reason why they don't handle the Jaguars. Maybe Doug yeah. Peterson knows a little something and uh, can exploit it. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 going with the Eagles myself. I actually think it will be a really good game, and I don't know that I'd be taking the spread on that one. Okay, uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Josh Allen and the Bills ran out uh, of time, frankly, last week against the Miami Dolphins, uh, and they ended up losing that game. Uh, and Lamar Lamar Jackson is is continuing his his amazing season. Uh, obviously, a, a MVP caliber start uh, last week with uh, five touchdown passes. This should be a great game. Um, this should really speak to the strength of the AFC, uh, and uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on this game. Um, Buffalo uh, is minus three, uh, so three point spread. Um, this is a tough one. I think the Buffalo Bills bounce back. I think they win this game. I think it's tight, but I think uh, I, I see the Buffalo Bills winning at least by six. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I almost want to pick the Ravens in this one. Do it. Jackson has been been playing out of his mind, and I think that he's going to cause enough problems for the Bills' defense he can extend enough plays to exploit that weak secondary that they have right now with all those injuries. So I'm, uh, I'm going Ravens on this one. I think they'll, they'll pull it out. Yeah, I think good uh, for they're going to knock, knock Buffalo down another notch again. I think I, it's going to be a good one, guys. Yeah. I think it's going to be a showdown. I, I think it's going to be an MVP battle, guys. These two quarterbacks, they lead their teams with rushing. This is crazy. Uh, this is going to be a great game. I don't know who to pick, uh, but looking at it, I mean, they're both competitors, but I, I've seen um, Jackson fall short before, and so I think he's going to fall short again. I think and he's going to. Uh, I think that Allen will, you know, take his take his team and you know, keep peppering Stephon Diggs out there in the end zone, and I think they'll, they'll, they'll get a victory. I think he's going to put on a show, Josh Allen, and so is uh, Lamar Jackson. I think, uh, I think Jackson and, and Lamar, because their game is so similar, it's it's gonna be like jazz, like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a call, it's gonna be an answer, it's gonna quarterback be a call, jazz. it's gonna exactly. We're gonna we're gonna listen to some smooth quarterback jazz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, moving to uh, Charlotte, the Carolina Panthers are going to take on the Arizona Cardinals, uh, and the Cardinals, well, they've struggled in the first half of games, uh, but they've actually played fairly well in the second half of games. Um, they've won nine straight road games in the regular season, uh, and Kyler Murray should outperform Baker Mayfield in the battle between former Oklahoma quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah both Heisman winners. That's right. But, so uh, th- there's going to be another. Uh, maybe this won't be as much quarterback jazz as it'll be like, you know, uh, quarterback, uh, I don't know, like banjo plucking. <laughs> <laughs> Street, street drumming. <laughs> yeah. Banging drumming. on trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> Should be good, but I'm, I'm of course, uh, uh, picking uh, Arizona Cardinals to win this one. And uh, they're plus one and a half here. Uh, yeah, I'm going Carolina on this one, oh, actually. Oh, really? I just, uh, I just did not see anything from the Cardinals. They played a Rams team that, you know, the Rams are good, but they've, they're struggling a little bit. And all those yards they got were basically the Rams were just giving them those yards and they still only got what, like nine points or, or something. So yeah. uh, I, I think Carolina will actually will pull this one out because again, they're at home and this is another one that they need. And, you know, Arizona winning nine on the road in a row. I, I, I think that comes to an end. Yeah, it's interesting. I think you nailed, you nailed it, Scott Two Oklahoma formers. Um, I mean, who really cares at this point? <laughs> <laughs> this, this game is a Somebody cares. Somebody out there listening okay. is, is holding Christian on to Mc- every word. <laughs> my two cents here, guys, and everyone out there listening to my two cents. is If Christian McCaffrey can have a game, and he can really be a, a deal breaker on this one, he can actually change the course of this, of this game. If he doesn't, if he's a no-show, guys, yeah, the Cardinals are going to take this one. 
Um, I don't think uh, Mayfield has the the weapons out in the air. I don't think he has a wide receiver core to to take him anywhere. And I think he's obviously been proven proven everyone that he's he's not the guy to to march it down the field and and, and get a victory. But Murray has you know at some point. So uh, I'm taking the Cardinals guys. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think on a long enough timeline, we, you might completely shift views on that. Should the Cardinals continue to wet the bed? And the Carolina Panthers start to string some wins together. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're looking forward to seeing what turns what happens during that game. All right, let's go to Las Vegas. Uh, the Raiders are going to host the Denver Broncos, and the Raiders, as everybody knows, are completely winless at zero and three. Russell Wilson still hasn't found a, a good, steady rhythm on offense in Denver uh, with rookie head coach Nathaniel Hackett, who's been making uh, several questionable decisions. Um, there's a real opportunity for head coach Josh McDaniels to get his first win. Um, it, it, this is a must win for the Raiders. This is a must win for Josh McDaniels. This is a must, must win for self-respect. Um, this is a must win for Raider Nation, in my opinion, and I just do not think they're going to get it done. They are going to drop Ooh. this one. They are going to 0-4. They are the doormat of the league. Devontae Adams <laughs> is going to uh, uh, drop uh, uh, Derek Carr from his social media platforms. <laughs> He's going to secretly call Aaron Rodgers and, and pray and, 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 and ask and beg and plead to be traded back. Exactly. He's going to appear out his front the house holding a stereo overhead uh you know uh, like that uh, john cusack movie high fidelity uh I'm, I'm just not buying it i think the raiders legitimately suck and i am so happy that they legitimately suck because they are easily the wokest franchise in the league with all the <laughs> things that they've done to try to you know love me daddy try to try to you know shed themselves of the of the hardcore Raider, you know, look and feel and be like, oh, this is more like your friendly mother's Raiders. Um, it just shows you go woke, go broke. You guys are done. I'm not buying it. You're going to lose to the Denver Broncos. It's going to be a shitty game. It's going to be like a 16 <laughs> 12 or something like that, but they're going to fall to Russell Wilson. Am I crazy? <laughs> yeah. No. I no, very I don't. Well I don't think you're. I don't think you're crazy. I don't, I don't think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be ugly. But I, I'm gonna say the Raiders, unfortunately, are gonna pull this one out because uh, old Russell Wilson over there, old Russie Russ, he uh, can't <laughs> score no touchdowns. That's true. Well, <laughs> the don't, guy did, can't did you, score touchdowns. Did you see his post interview on Sunday Night Football where he's like, you know, I got in the huddle and I was telling him, this is championship caliber football, guys. This is how you do. This is how you win a game. And it was just so funny because it's like they're all professional football players too, Russ. Like you don't think that they know this kind of stuff. <laughs> Like, anyways, it was right. just a ridiculous interview. I don't know if you saw that. I agree. This, this game's gonna this game's gonna suck, guys. <laughs> like, whoever said twelve to fourteen, that's exactly what this is gonna be. Twelve to fourteen, um, or just just sloppy defense all over there. I, who knows at this point? Uh, but you know, I, I am taking the Raiders. Uh, I don't think I think Jacobs is doing a lot of work for the Raiders, but no touchdowns. So if they could just get the ball out of Carr's hands, he's almost got as many interceptions as he does touchdowns i mean the guy's a turnover king out there if they just hand the ball off put it in jacob's hands they might pull this victory out oh yeah, hack denver, it the hack hack it the hack to, to <laughs> two and a half uh, plus two and a half uh, denver broncos so um we'll, we'll we'll see how that one turns out all right uh let's quickly move on to uh, green bay packers who are hosting the new england patriots Ooh. after beating tom brady and the buccaneers the packers face the reeling patriots uh who are reeling and the Patriots will need to win with Hoyer because Mac Jones is out with a high ankle sprain. And I believe he got surgery, too. Um, it's uh, We're looking plus nine yeah. for the New England Patriots. Plus nine. So uh, uh, Vegas is predicting a, a, a stomping for sure. I'm with that. Green Bay is going to win this as far as a win-loss thing is concerned. I'm not sure about the spread. I, that, oh, big spreads always make me a little nervous, but I think I'd still be taking the, the, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, me as well. Uh, this is probably going to be a blowout. I mean, the Patriots' only hope is that they can just keep it low scoring and, and try and run a lot of clock or something and hope for Rodgers to throw picks, which Rodgers doesn't do, especially at home. So, yeah, it's going to be a blowout. Packers are going to yeah. take this one. Yeah, I agree. Can we just see Rodgers take a shit in his pants on the field <laughs> after he gets hit? 
I mean, that's all I want. And they're going to pull out the victory, but can we just see him get popped and just uh, squirt his pants out there? I mean, we've had like, some pretty uh, funny moments, especially when that, that this helmet, his chin strap was like all, you know, cattywampus <laughs> on his nose and everything. There's been some pretty good uh, uh, Rogers looks on field. <laughs> I'm taking Green Bay on this one. I, I agree with you guys. All right, and finally, Sunday night football. It's the old man versus the young man in Tampa Bay. Apparently, uh, Hurricane Ian tried its best but uh, fell a little south and uh, won't affect the uh, game in Tampa Bay. Um, so it is is going to happen there. But the Buccaneers, they did, uh, uh, because of uh, Hurricane Ian, uh, had to uh, utilize the practice facilities uh, in Miami. Um, Kansas City, uh, you know, they're going to look to bounce back from that horrible loss against the Indianapolis Colts. And obviously, tensions are in question with visual disagreement on field between Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bannemi. Uh, no Willie Gay on defense. Willie Gay Jr., he's out uh, serving a four-game suspension. And, um, yeah, what do you think of uh, the old man versus the young man? Uh, uh, how's this one going to turn out? Man, I, I really hope the Chiefs will go in there and pull one out. Um, I think Tampa will play much better with Evans back. And based on what the Chargers did to the Chiefs, they just, whoever Williams was on, they just basically threw it up to him. So I think they're going to do the same thing, the Bucks, Whoever is, Evans is on, they're just going to throw the ball up because the Chiefs' cornerbacks are just not big enough to go up and, and deflect those passes. So I think Tampa's offense will look a lot better. And the Chiefs, they're just kind of like, they either go out there and they're just blowing people out or their offense seems to struggle. And Tampa's defense has been playing pretty well this year. So being in Tampa, man, I hate to pick the Bucks, but unless the Chiefs really show me something, uh, uh, the way they've been running their offense and not running the ball, um, I, I got it. I'm actually going to have to pick the Bucks on this one. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I think your, your X factor is going to be Fournette. Uh, how well is he going to produce? Um, obviously, Tom Brady can probably pick at a lot of the, you know, cornerbacks that the Chiefs have. Actually, you think they have a couple of rookies in there. Um, it shouldn't be hard for Tom Brady to get first downs when he needs to. Although we haven't seen Tom Brady be the same Tom Brady that we have in the past, and the previous games that we have seen, they're pretty much field uh, field goals. You know, staying in the game by field goals, and then maybe a, a last-minute drive for a touchdown, get back in the game, or take the game. Um, we haven't seen a whole lot of offense, but you're right, Chris Evans is going to be back. You know, Godwin still could be questionable, could be returning. Um, be nice if the Chiefs actually pulled out Ronald Jones and uses their own weapon on them on the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. See if he has a big game. And um, but I mean, this is going to be a close game, guys. I don't think that the Chiefs are going to get blowed out by any means, and I don't think that the Tampa Bay is going to you know run off with this one. Uh, but my heart is telling me the Chiefs going to get this one, guys. The Chiefs don't right. don't deny the Chiefs. They go get this one, guys. Tom Brady, nope, no more. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs plus one, not a very large spread at all. Uh, I, I, it should be interesting to see, you know, in the wake of uh, Hurricane Ian, you know, this is uh, a, a town that has uh, been um, you, you, impacted by natural disaster and, and uh, you know, teams tend to rally during these moments, yeah, especially in do. Tampa Bay and, and people collectively uh, a rally and sometimes there's just from an energy standpoint there's just something in the air that helps swing things one way to the other um that said uh it should be a close game it, it should be a good game um i also don't think that uh, tom brady's too hot about uh, sunday night football using neil young's old man uh you know as a comparison between him and <laughs> mahomes I think he probably takes a little personal offense to that, uh, especially seemingly his world's crumbling around him. So, you know, I, he just seems to be on edge with all the Microsoft tablets that he's breaking on the sideline. <laughs> so I think that he, uh, um, it's 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 going to be good. It's going to be competitive. I think that he will uh, either rally the team or dissolve before us. Um, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I, I, I probably would favor the Bucks in this situation, um, though I always love myself a tom brady loss so yeah we'll see nfl week four 
And uh, we're excited about it. And uh, I know you're excited about it too, but that's going to do it for us. We'd like to thank you for listening to Sideline the Agenda. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about the show. Well, thank you so much. My name is Scott. That's Kevin. That's Chris. And this has been Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. 